His name is Lyle Presler, punk rock legend and music industry vet. His name is Jim Shear, most tenured DJ in the history of music television. It's the week in music with Lyle and Jim, and it all starts now. Hello there, everybody. My name is Jim Shear. And I'm Sean Hannity. What, no, really? Lyle Presler. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. I don't know if that would work. Sean nah. and Jim, the week in music. Well, I mean, I could have said Megyn Kelly, but, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know much about politics. Oh, so yes, I'm, you do. <laughs> You're from Pittsburgh. I'm, you know a lot about yeah, politics. Yeah. Blue-collar politics. We should actually talk about Pittsburgh sometime, because Pittsburgh has a fascinating history that most people do not know about. Yeah, well, I would love to talk about yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that next time. But not during the open of the show, Lyle. No, no we're going to do, do the show. <laughs> On today's episode, Paisley Park opens to the public. We say goodbye to the creator of Thriller. Our favorite artists are seemingly going small these days. Lady Gaga, Radiohead, and Bon Jovi. But before all of that, on Sunday... While Kanye West was performing a headline set at the Meadows Festival in Queens, in New York City. Queens might be my favorite borough in New York City. Definitely. His wife was bound, gagged, and robbed at gunpoint inside a hotel room in Paris, France, where a $10 million jewelry heist ensued. Mm. When news reached Kanye, he, for good reason, left the stage and stopped his show. Lyle, not to make light of anything, but this is straight out of a movie. It is. It is straight out of a movie, and it might actually be a movie. Um, Uh-oh. Conspiracy th- theory? Well, no, nah, I mean, you know, there, there's some suggestion that maybe this is not what it seems. I mean, first of all, you said bound and gagged and put in a bathroom. I've also, mm-hmm. heard, I've also heard she was in the bathroom when they broke in. I've also okay. heard there were five guys, and I heard there were three guys, and I heard there was masks, and there was no masks, and there were police uniforms, and no police. I mean, it's 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 kind of interesting because there is a history of Kim Kardashian and theft, which I don't want to make light of, but there is something called insurance scam out there in the world, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not I'm not hey. I'm not saying that's what it is. and You're speculating. I'm speculating. Merely, merely yeah. speculating. But You're throwing darts at a wall. But Exactly. And maybe they'll hit a bullseye. So, um, But the, the thing is that it's, it's, we've gotten all this sort of weird information that's been coming in sort of drips and drabs. And um, believe me, if you were the target of of that kind of theft you would be horrified and 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 probably would crap your pants and whatever but you know sure. and but at, and then the other thing i was going to say was we all know from watching the pink panther movies that france has a history <laughs> of jewel thefts well yeah like i said it's straight out of a movie it is it's out of the pink panther movies so you know in france apparently they they just they take their jewel thieves seriously and uh, let's just hope that nobody was hurt and that uh, it all gets resolved. But what I will say is that they did, of course, have insurance. So They Everything, did have insurance. Yeah, and by the way, you know, if, if you know anything about jewels, I mean, they'll break it down. Like, they'll sell the, the stones 
separately, and you will never be able to tie it back to. I mean, on the street. Yeah. If this is legit, it's like, hey, this is Kim's wedding ring. They won't do that. Kanye West from Jesus, baby. But they won't. They won't won't do that. They'll melt everything down. They'll take the stones out. They'll just sell it right back on the market. Speaking of conspiracy theories, you seem to know a lot about this, Lyle. Um, What's going on in your basement? It's it's funny how um, my mind works because I can actually spend like five minutes with something and then I can come up with it with 50 minutes of it. So, (laughs) okay. All right. There, there, there aren't, there aren't any diamonds in your basement, are there? No, actually the only diamond that I have, um, I actually know, you know what? It's true, Jim. I actually, at one point in the 1980s, wore a diamond earring. What? Yeah. Yes. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had a girlfriend who bought it for me and I, I wore it. And it was terrible. I think I have it Now, somewhere. did any kids come up to you and say, hey, are you the guitarist of Minor Threat? No, and, because and why it, you... but that was what I call the fallow period of Minor <laughs> Threat. <laughs> Nobody, and by, by the time the fallow period was over, I was over the diamond earring, too. So Yeah, so this story interested me because if I'm watching a Kanye West show, you hear so many times that he storms off stage or he leaves or he you know, cuts a performance short. And I would almost want that. So I talked to someone who attended the Meadows Festival. Right. They said he was playing for about an hour. Okay. So it's not like he played for five minutes and said, hey, I got to go. So if you're in attendance and you're into gossip culture and tabloid headlines and all of that, you get an hour Kanye set and then you see him leave because of a huge jewelry heist over in Paris, France. So, once again, not to make light of anything, but if if you're one of those millennials who are into this type of thing, that's an extraordinary evening for you. Lots to tell your friends. It is. But let me, can I just ask you, okay, so if you can possibly imagine, which I know it's difficult, if you can possibly imagine yourself as Kanye, and I mean, I'm not sure how the information was given to him. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm well, not no, sure. I'm not sure it should have been. But wouldn't you just continue? No. No, you'd stop. No. Yeah. In the age of terrorism. Oh no come way. on, man! Seriously, like he's in Queens. She's in yeah, Paris. He could. He Time could do difference. A show, he could do a show any night of the week. I know, but his fans paid money to go there. Yeah, they got an hour, and he walked off stage. Uh, you see, you, you're stuck on the hour thing. <laughs> no, no, seriously. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, listen. I've been, I've been. Play, I've been I'm going to play some. I'm going to play some of your stuff back from a couple weeks ago. You said I want an hour show. If it goes over than that, I'm done. If it goes okay. over an hour, no, that's I'm out of here. No, from that perspective, yes, I got, I got, <laughs> I got you. You're right. But I, I, I'm, and I've been called a cold fish before. But I got to tell you, man. <laughs> like, I would, I would play. I'd play. Okay. I would play. I would finish the show. Now, if you knew your wife was all right, I, but there, there's nothing I can do. I mean, I'm 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 like I'm three, well, two thousand miles away, and the Concord Concord doesn't even exist anymore. I'm two thousand miles away. I'm. What am I going to do? I can't well, do could anything. You, could you Could you concentrate on the show? If you knew your wife, well, was in I don't know. But I mean, how much does he concentrate on the show anyway? But I mean, but you know, yeah. I mean, sure, absolutely, yeah. 
Okay, wow. Well, this is, for all you out there, it's like, I, I, would, I would cut Jim's head off and still continue the show. <laughs> this is the, <laughs> this, this is, I know. this is the, like, horrible truth about me. <laughs> later, later on in the episode, we're going to find out that Lyle's one of those clowns running around the, the country. All right. So, uh, next up, Paisley Park opens to the public today. The Today Show already got a tour of the location, and it's been said before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. No, I, I didn't watch the piece because I, I thought, is that how I want to see Paisley Park on the Today Show? Wow. So, yeah, I was in front of my computer, and I thought, should I? Shouldn't I? Nah, not, 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 not yet. <laughs> but uh, as we said, Prince always intended it to be open to the public. Mm. So will we visit at some point in time? I would love to. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would love to see the studio because I mean that's like I'm I'm, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, are and, we allowed to touch things when we go to Paisley yeah, Park? Yeah, I, I I would love if I could actually touch the you know the control. I mean the the board and the you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. That'd be great. I mean, one of the best things in my life was going to to Peter Gabriel's studio in England. And it was just, it was incredible. And one of the things that was amazing about it was it was in an old mill and there was a stream that ran through it. So there was a plexiglass floor where the stream runs down so you can see it while you're sitting there. But the funniest thing about it was the fact that the the British Rail runs through there because it goes from Bath Bath Uh to London. Mm -hmm. And there's this big turn when it comes around, around Peter Gabriel's studio and it makes mm-hmm. so much noise. And so if you looked in the vocal booth, there was a, a, a chart up there of the times of the trains <laughs> so that they wouldn't, because he's like, and, and he actually said to me, he goes, I tried to get them to move the train. I'm like, that didn't really work, did it? He goes, no, it didn't, didn't work. didn't work. <laughs> they wouldn't move it. But yeah, so when the train comes through, the whole place just rumbles. So you have to make sure you're not cutting vocals or anything while you're while the train's running through. But I would love, they, love to go to Paisley Park and see the whole thing. I mean, I, I, I'll i go there. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Field trip. So uh, this next one is a, a sad story. 67-year-old soul singer Charles Bradley, who experienced a later-in-life renaissance after hooking up with Daptone Records and putting out his debut album at the age of 63, had to cancel his upcoming fall tour after being diagnosed with stomach cancer. Mm. Bradley said, I will fight through this like I fought through the many other obstacles in my life. My upcoming tour dates will be postponed so I can concentrate on healing. Thank you all for understanding. Music is how I share my love with the world, and the love my fans have given back brings me so much joy. I look forward to seeing your gorgeous faces soon and to continue to share my love through music. I think that's great. I mean, I, I, yeah. it's tremendous. It's like, keep moving, man. Just keep going. Because obviously it's, this is what he wants to do, and he should keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. He, and lo- you know he what? loves it. I've, I've heard this story a million times now, but basically if you're, if you're facing some sort of a disease or a, a potential into your life, the best thing you can do is to just write down on a calendar six months ahead, here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Because that keeps you going, and that's what he's mm-hmm. doing. So we wish him a speedy recovery. Well, I, I talked about him having a later-in-life renaissance. Right. And when his name is said, I always think of Sharon Jones, yeah. mm-hmm. who's also battling cancer. Right. 
And I thought, come on, man. They, they, two feel-good stories. And it'll be yeah. a feel-good story if both of them can beat cancer. And even if they don't beat it, if they're, right. if they're up there performing, that'll be the, that's the beating. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's, that's the, the story of the beating. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. So go Sharon Jones and go Charles Bradley. Absolutely. British composer, musician, and songwriter Rod Temperton passed away this week from cancer at the age of 66. Temperton was approached by Quincy Jones to work with Michael Jackson on his first solo album, Off the Wall. He contributed three tracks, Off the Wall, Rock With You, and Burn This Disco Out. But his most notable contribution in the MJ canon is Thriller. And yes, the song title and the idea to have Vincent Price do a voiceover was his idea. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I got to say that the off-the-wall record, I mean, like, it's just so amazing. I mean, you hear it now, and you, you can't believe how good it is. And you know what's funny? It used to sound old-fashioned to me, but then a couple years ago, Blurred Lines came out. Right. And uh, Bruno Mars's Treasure came out, mm-hmm. and there were a couple other songs that sounded like off-the-wall tracks. And then I listened to Off the Wall again, and I thought, wow, it sounds so contemporary now. No, oh, Rock With You is just... It's fantastic. And by the way, when I was in high school, that record came out. And it was mm-hmm. like there were the cool kids who were into that. And of course, I was like becoming a punk rocker at that point. Mm-hmm. But I have to say that's that's where me and the cool kids kind of synced up a little <laughs> bit. Because I thought it was... I, I mean, I, I, I didn't really... I knew that Michael Jackson was in the Jackson 5, obviously. Right. Um, but I didn't really know anything about. I mean, I didn't understand the culture or anything about it. But when that record came out, I was I thought like this is really good, and I had no idea that uh, that Rod was the, the guy behind a lot of those things. So um, just he's, reading the story made me feel so many different types of things. Yeah, because Rod and Quincy and I think Michael too were coming up with titles for Thriller. Right. And I think it got to the point where Quincy was saying, I I want something dark and mysterious. So they came up with Midnight. And then Rod was writing some titles. And then he he came up with Thriller. And he's like, oh, this is it. And I think once Michael saw it, too, he's like, yes, it's Thriller. It's Thriller. That's the name of the song. That's what it's got to be. And I also like the fact that Quincy Jones, who at one time in my life, I also thought was kind of old-fashioned. But if you look at this, he's going overseas Talking to a, a British composer and saying, "Hey, you should work with Michael oh. Jackson on his solo album, his debut." I mean, this. Th- I mean, listen, Quincy Jones has forgotten more mm-hmm. about music than you and I will ever know. Okay, that's mm-hmm. the truth. I mean, the guy is is a certifiable genius, you know. And you're right, going overseas. To, I mean, he. I mean, there was a million possibilities, right? And he found mm-hmm. this guy. And and I would say also that even when when Thriller came out, I was in Minor Threat and we were on tour, and I can remember watching the video at because we didn't have cable in DC, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, we, I was watching MTV in in Michigan somewhere, and uh, and I remember thinking like, and and of course you know some of the cooler folks in the band were like, oh this sucks, and I was like, no it doesn't, it's. It's amazing, and, and so you know, but whatever. So, R.I.P. Man. Yeah, uh, 
It's great reading those old Michael Jackson stories because sometimes Quincy Jones sounds like a genius and sometimes Michael Jackson sounds like a genius. Well, that's the other thing that people don't realize is that he was, I mean, he wasn't just a guy singing stuff that people put in front of him. Yeah. I mean, this dude wrote, he wrote everything, he wrote stuff, he, he collaborated on stuff, he knew exactly what he was doing, he actually wrote some of the backing tracks. Yeah, because there's there's one story where him and Quincy Jones are listening to um, Billie Jean in the studio, and Quincy says, no, man, he's like, the the lyrics got to come in quicker. Because if you listen to Billie Jean, the lyrics don't come in for, I don't know, like a good 30 or 40 seconds. For a while, yeah, exactly. And and Michael Jackson said, no, man, it's got to stay because that is the jelly of the song. Ah. And Quincy Quincy Jones was like, okay, then we we keep it. Uh, I mean... you know, we all get caught up in the sort of Michael thing, you know, and and all the <laughs> all the you know, basically all the like stories about him and his, he, you know, he was sort of a reality star in his own right. Um, but people do not understand how much genius there was there. The mm-hmm. guy was just—I mean, musically, he was. An, if he was sitting in right here in 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 the room, he could he could come up with. I mean, if we wanted a theme song, he could come up with it. In five seconds. I mean, that's that's how good he was. And it would be great, yep. by the way. It wouldn't just be like, hey, it's Lyle and Jim, and they're singing, and they're talking, and we're doing it. He would come up with something fantastic. So yeah. there was a lot so of in genius. In the next week or two, yeah, in the next week or two, you're going to hear Thriller a lot. So when you hear that song, remember the great Rod Temperton. And, of course, the late, great Michael Jackson. Uh, right now, we are going to play yay, a, or nay. You tell me what you feel about the following stories. Uh, first up, and, and by the way, the first three stories, big artists seemingly going small. So maybe 2016 is the year of big artists going small. First one, Lady Gaga is in the midst of a three-city dive bar tour mm-hmm. promoting her forthcoming album, Joanne, which comes out on October 21st. So, Lyle, would you like to see Lady Gaga in a dive bar? Yay, A, or nay? Yay. Yay, yay. yeah. Definitely yay, yeah. And by the way, do you know what those cities are? I don't. Okay. Well, I mean, I think three. Did you say three? Yeah. I I think it should be like six. Of course. I think, you know what? I think one was Nashville. Okay, well... Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Listen, I got a, I got a, I got a bar up the street for me. Tierney's. She oh. should do that. Like, I mean, how awesome would it be if she did it in a podunk town? Oh, it's it's fantastic. I mean, I, listen. First of all, I love dive bars. There was a dive bar they used to go to in Hoboken, which was run by like this um, uh, Serbian dude who was a partisan during the Second World War. So he fought the Nazis, and 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 it was just the most amazing place. They had a pool table. It was just, I mean, you could you could get beat up or get drunk mm-hmm. or both any night. 
Um, so that's a perfect venue for her. And I think what she's doing is she's trying to reconnect with the public. Yeah, it's what she know? has to do, right? Right. Because Artists start <laughs> small. They get really big. They start wearing crazy costumes. And then they dial it back and play small clubs. Madonna's well, and, done and, it. And also because she did all that stuff with Tony Bennett. So it mm-hmm. kind of like appealed to a different crowd. But now she's trying to pull herself back. And yeah. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. And I like that she's wearing a, a, a T-shirt and Daisy Duke blue jeans. You know what? She looks great. Fantastic. Yeah, because I hate when she has all those contraptions on I know, her. And exactly. they almost interfere with her performance. So I'm giving it a yay, although I have to give a little side note. She is doing this small tour, but it's sponsored by Bud Light. And yeah, that's f- where I would... Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't like that part of it. And, and don't forget, she's also performing the Super Bowl halftime show early next year. Right. So it's not like she's committing to this small world. Right. So Radiohead, a group responsible for making some of the greatest, most memorable music videos of all time, watch Just, if you don't believe me, released their latest, The Numbers. And here's the premise, Lyle. Johnny Greenwood and Tom York sing a song while moping around on wooden benches. Yay, A, or nay? A. You th- <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I, why? The, why the A? Why not the nay? No, I mean, like, I, 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 you know, we did this whole thing about Radiohead, and I, and I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I actually put on OK Computer the other day mm-hmm. on my big gigantic stereo system, um, which most people listening will not relate to, um, but I have, I actually have speakers, you know speakers and a system and anyway i put it on and it sounded so great and i was like mm-hmm. wow you know this is this is really cool this reminds me and of course it's like proust right like remembrance of things past it's, you you listen to it and it evokes all these things in you you know whatever they are and so i can't give them a nay um but I'm not. You can't. I well, I could, but I'm not that. No, inter- I said you can't. Yeah, but I yeah. can. You can. I'm. I'm and I'm, I'm going to. I'm not that interested. But I'll give it a. Uh, You're okay. I'm gonna give it a nay. Really? And you know where I stand? Yeah. More Benz, more o- OK computer. <laughs> but my yay is they're playing fake plastic trees in the Benz out on tour again. Really? The title track from the Benz. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so there we go. But I didn't even yeah. I, f- fake plastic trees is not my favorite song though. So, no, yeah, I know. Yeah. I like just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, go there back you. and watch the videos. There's just paranoid android, high and dry. What happened to my yeah. friend O'Brien? Isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> is, is, well, I don't know. They just isn't just he, those two are in the he, video. Isn't he doing something? I love that I've adopted this guy. It's like he's like my guy. I know you want to do the bends. I yeah, know yeah. it. <laughs> so maybe Ed was like, "Let's do a big video again." Yeah. And Tom and Johnny were like, "Shut up! We're gonna lock you in a cage right See, now." I think Johnny's like the devil, and then Ed's like the good. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So next big band going small. This winter, Bon Jovi hits the road to promote their new album. This house is not for sale, coming out on November 4th. In the meantime, they're teaming up with Tidal, which is not small, 
to perform live listening parties in smaller historic music venues? Yay, a, or nay? Nay. Ah, a nay on Bon Jovi. I'm 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 not I'm not a Bon Jovi person. I I am a Bon Jovi person. You are? I'm going to give this an A. Oh, come on. Because Bon Jovi going out on tour, nothing big. I like the the smaller music venue thing, but I hate when bands play their new albums from front to back and don't play anything else. And then I don't like that it's sponsored by Tidal. So I'm going to give it an A. You actually like Bon Jovi. Yeah. It's my life. Exactly. Yes. Yes. See, the terrible thing about Bon Jovi is just like, I put Bon Jovi, Billy Joel... Kiss, and probably mm-hmm. another a, a number of other bands in in the same grouping. It's like it sucks, but you listen wow. to it and 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 it's it's actually in your mind. So okay. the one thing I'll give them, I'll give them credit for is that I mean I know all the songs, right? There you go. Even though I don't want to, I mean I know all the Billy Joel songs too. But if it comes on the radio, I'm like, get it off, get it off, get it off. <laughs> right, I have I have a visceral. Actually, it's visceral. It, there's a there's a well of vomit that comes up. You don't like for, you don't like living on a prayer. Oh my god, it's <clears throat> so horrible in so many wow. ways. I mean, we we could spend a whole show breaking down how bad it is. But it's, I will not participate in that show. I know, but it's <laughs> nonetheless. And the other thing that bothers maybe me, maybe next week you and Steven can rip. Oh, that would be great. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. But, and the other thing of course is the fact that it's Jersey. It's so Jersey. Yeah. And well, and I live in Jersey well, and I've lived in Jersey more than I lived in DC. So I'm like well, actually more of a Jersey guy. Yeah. Well, you know, we all know that Bon Jovi's great white whale is Bruce Springsteen. Oh, Yes. We all know that, but I mean, when you have what was the one album title? Have a nice day, right? And then this house is not for sale. That you can't be Bruce Springsteen. No, that, that, that ain't gonna take up Bruce Springsteen. That's the other problem with it, right? I mean, and by the way, I've met some of the guys in Bon Jovi, and they're really nice guys. I mean, not so much him, but the other mm-hmm. guys. They're 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 actually like nice people. Uh, the keyboard player is. A lovely dude, but um, and so I don't have anything against them, but I can honestly say, just like the song "Hot Town Summer in the City," I don't need <laughs> to hear any of it ever again. I've heard okay. it, and it's good, and it's fine, and good for you. But I'm done. All right, so Finished. nay for Lyle. I'm a nay. nay for me. Okay. Next up, this October, if you book a Friday morning yoga class at the Yoga Box Which in I do. Oklahoma City. Every- Friday morning, yes. <laughs> you will get to enjoy a special Flaming Lips playlist with old classics and rare secret tracks. Really? Flaming Lips frontman Wayne Coyne says, you get your body and mind fucked with and made better and healthier and happier by the coolest yoga gals in OKC. Yay, A, or nay? Yay, yay. <laughs> I mean, first of all, oh, classic Flaming Lips songs? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> you don't use jelly. I. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. I'm like, but here's the thing. I mean, the Flaming Lips are my go-to for anybody who disparages the record labels. Okay. <laughs> because here's the deal, guys. 
everybody out there, here's the deal. Warner Brothers put out, what, 13 Flaming Lips records? Okay, yeah. They sold nothing. They made at least three videos per album for that band. Do you know why? Because they liked it. It yeah. never made any money. It lost, t- I, I know for a fact, they lost tons of money. Okay? But they liked it. So they kept putting them out. And you know what? Uh, that, that to me, is the, it's genius. So, yeah, when you talk about classics, though, there's also Do You Realize? Oh, yeah. No, that's... that that's, Fight fight Test? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. It's kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. race for the prize. But Do You Realize is definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this an A because I don't want to do yoga to a, a rare secret Flaming Lips song. Because it would throw me out of my yoga game. Well, Imagine how weird that track would be. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. But if uh, Miley Cyrus was there, <laughs> I might be I might be able to pull my A game out of it. Okay. All right. Yeah, A for me. Birthdays this week. We have or some today, birthdays. I should say. Because last week we didn't have any. Yeah, we have, we have some interesting birthdays. So okay. William Butler from Arcade Fire, mm-hmm. you will know. Is yeah. 34. And here's something I didn't know. He went to Northwestern University, mm. which I went As to. Did you. Yeah. Which is the home of Steve Albini. Yes. Nate Cato from Urge Overkill. Me mm-hmm. and the Ancient Greeks. So yeah, And Michael Wilbon. He, oh, oh Great yes. Sports writer. Michael Wilbon. That's right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I have in common with him. Anyway, he's 34. <laughs> I thought he was much older, but uh, yeah, me good too. For you. I, I would love to be 34. But okay, uh, Kevin, <laughs> me too. Kevin, yeah, we, we we all would. Kevin Cronin, do you know who he is? Wait, Kevin is he in Deer Hunter or Deer Hoof? Mm, Ario Speedwagon. Oh, whoa! I was way off. On Sorry, that way one. off. 65 <laughs> years old. I can't fight this feeling and and the the, the thing yeah. about it, the thing about it was do you remember, do you remember the song where he's like turn some pages <laughs> yeah anyway Kevin Cronin good for you you're 65 um I'm gonna do I'm gonna do uh one here Glenn Bronca Glenn Bronca do you know who he is I do know Glenn Bronca but I I can't yeah, think of it right now he's 68 years old today as a composer maybe yes he's an avant-garde yes. guitar player and composer he worked with uh Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth mm-hmm. um and did some really cool stuff but the one I want to highlight here is Matthew Sweet yes who is 52 today um I guess the best way to describe him would be power pop Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and so you think cheap trick, you know, kind of like in that vein, you know, mm-hmm. like rock, but one of the best things he ever did was on his record, his classic record, Girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, he had Robert Quine play the solos and Robert Quine died. So he's, he's done, but his guitar playing is going to be at some point recognized as absolutely legendary guitar playing. And if you listen to it, just go back and listen to something from Matthew Sweet from that period because it's just insane. That record came out in 1991, and I'm going to tell you a funny story about it. I was working for this guy, 
and he in, in the record business, and he was an English guy. And he, at some point, Matthew Sweet came up, and he's like, "Dude, the guy sings about nothing." And I said, "What? What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, hey, I mean, I mean, he's singing about like you know, like 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 a table in his room or something. It's not like the Stones, man. It's like it's not saying about anything." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, but you know." The guy from the Lemonheads sings about a stove, so that's kind of where we're going here. Anyway, so, songs about nothing, and I, I just that stuck in my mind. Songs about nothing, but Matthew Sweet is fifty-two, and um, it'll be four twenty before long. Okay. Um, the number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 this week for the seventh straight week, "Closer" from the Chainsmokers and Halsey. The number one album on the Billboard 200, Illuminate from Shawn Mendes. The number one song on iTunes, Closer from the Chainsmokers and Halsey. The number one album on iTunes, A Seat at the Table from Solange. And the number one song on Spotify this week, you got it everybody, all together, Closer from the Chainsmokers and Halsey. When we come back, Lyle and I have our music picks of the week. Time now for our music picks of the week. Mine is Consume or Be Consumed by Slaves featuring Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Surprise, surprise. You know what, though? <laughs> I think subconsciously I want to distance myself. Like when all those surfboards were stolen from Mike D, I thought, that's a lot of surfboards, man. <laughs> like... Mike D from 94 wouldn't have 30 surfboards. But every time I distance myself, I come right back in. So Slaves put out their sophomore album, Take Control, produced by Mike D. And I can't help it. I love the whole album and I love this song. Yeah, so so here you go. Consume or be consumed from Slaves. Oh! 
like it. You do? Yeah, no, I do. I do. I, I, okay. I've listened to a couple of things from them, and I, I actually really like it. I was not aware until you made me aware, but um, that's good. I mean, it's always good to be made aware of stuff. I, I mm-hmm. like it. I mean, I think sometimes it kind of veers into sort of like, I've heard this 80,000 times before. But, yeah, sure. But, but that's okay. I mean, because, I mean, it's it's... it's 2000 whatever it is so um yeah i like it it's a it's a very it's a a repetitive song oh it's i I get that but all that music is repetitive (laughs) yeah that's what it is and i think if i created that track i would be proud enough to ask mike d to be on it because i thought yeah you know this is grimy enough it's got a nice little groove sure let's ask mike d to be on it you know what that's a good point and you were talking earlier about um, the producer and, and musician who I, who was we who Quincy Jones we reached out to. So you would mm-hmm. do the same thing. You would just go and get Mike D. You'd say like, "Let's call Mike D." Yeah. Let's see if he'll come do it. So, um, what's your pick of the week? Well, you know what? This isn't really timely or original, but I'm going with Twenty One Pilots Heathens. Mm. Which I think is like, I have to say, you know, we've I've done Twenty One Pilots before on the show. Yes, you have. Um, and you were, I remember you saying like, yeah, the guy can get kind of whiny and stuff, you know? Yeah, and, like and a little weenie. I know, and I agree with that. <laughs> but I have to say, <clears throat> there's two things about this. First of all, I think I think the song is just brilliant. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've heard it many times. I think it's one of those songs that doesn't. We talk about this in the industry. Burn. What's the burn rate of a song? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer has no burn. Like you can hear that song a million times and like doesn't doesn't. You just it's fine. There's other songs where you hear it, like uh, Afternoon Delight, where you go like, oh, I, uh-huh. I don't need to hear that. Or Hot Town, Summer in the City. I don't need to hear that again. Yeah. And think- you know what? Closer from the Chainsmokers, I like it, but I think in three weeks I'm not going like to like it. It's starting to burn on you, right? It's starting to burn, man. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Heathens is going to burn. Mm. I think that song is because there's something about it that just sort of like st- and and the lyrics are really cool. I love the lyrics. I mean, I just I I think if you start thinking about what he's saying, it's really cool. I like the so but 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 this but, track, Lyle. Sorry to stop you. This track, it's not off their latest album. No, right? it's on the Suicide this is off the Squad. Suicide Squad yeah. album. And now, so they always, wrote this specifically for that movie. E- I think, think so. That? I think so. But I'm not because sure. Because if the, if that's the case. They stepped up to the plate. Right. If if they wrote it for the movie, it's amazing. Yes, then, then it's, it's even more amazing. If they already they had, got game, yeah. yeah. If they already had it and they kind of said, "Oh, this will work," whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what I love about it more than anything else is the fact that the synthesizer goes ribbit, ribbit, <laughs> like in creep, ribbit. I love it. <laughs> it's great. So I've, right, I've, so I've created my own words to it. You know, but we can do that another day. <laughs> Here it is, Heathens from 21 Pilots. All my friends are heathens, take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Please don't make any sudden moves. You don't know the half of the abuse. All my friends. 
the room of people who have rooms of people that they love one day Locked away Just because we check the guns at the door doesn't mean our brains will change from hand grenades You love another psychopath sitting next to you You love another murderer sitting next to you You think I'd get here sitting next to you But after all I've said, please don't forget All my friends are Issues not to mention They say they can smell your intentions You love on the freak show sitting next to you You love some weird people sitting next to you You think I did not get here sitting next to you But after all I've said Please don't forget That also sounds like a, a Linkin Park song. Yes. Like Mike Shinoda's like, ah, why didn't I think of that? And you Damn know it. what? You know what? I, I mean, I, I have to say, I know it's, it's heresy in my world. I love Linkin Park. Love no, them. Absolutely love them. I, uh, I came around. I love them. But they're great guys. Oh, I don't even know. I, I've never met any yeah. of them. I, yeah, but I, I just I, I just love the whole thing. I, I thought and the concept was great. I thought the execution was great. I love the fact they were called Lincoln Park. I thought it was fantastic. And they are probably the most professional band that I've ever met. I have heard that. Not in a bad way. Yeah. But they have, a, they have it together. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so those Ribbit. were our music picks. <laughs> those were our music picks of the week, and when we come back, we're gonna play Ask Lyle.
All right, so Lyle, I've just got one question today. Uh, I'm sort of confused about it. Uh, wait, here it is. So we're going to play Ask Lyle. Let's play the little jingle. Ask Lyle. My question is, what's up with the clowns? <laughs> yeah, that sort of started. That started in Florida, right? I have no idea. Wasn't the first, the first place there was supposedly clowns. I've just been catching the banter, so I never saw a news story you, about it. Do you want? To I've never seen anything online. Yeah, quickly. Yeah, no, Hello? no. Do you want to explain? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought I was asking you, you if you wanted to explain what's going on with the clowns. Oh, I no, I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Okay, I don't know. So yeah. I'll, I'll I'll try to, but I'm 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 woefully ignorant about the 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 actual details. Apparently, there were some supposed killer clown sightings in uh, Florida, I think, and it's kind of spread. Now the problem is, is that. There's no proof that there ever were any clowns, ever. Mm. Okay, so, so the police, and in fact, the police have gotten pretty angry about the fact that people are calling up and saying there's a killer clown in my backyard when there's actually no clowns at all. Um, now, I love the notion of clowns because if you remember in Seinfeld, isn't Kramer afraid of clowns? Yeah. Yeah. And he's terrified. And he's terrified of them. And so um, at one point, there's a great episode where they're doing uh, Pavarotti or whatever at the... At the yeah. 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 And and he gets approached by the clown and he's like, I, I, I was always afraid of cl clowns in the circus. He goes, are you still afraid of clowns? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. <laughs> so, but... So and and actually, I can understand the fear of clowns. And of course, there's been movies over the years that have portrayed clowns as you know these deceptive, evil kinds of folks. Um, mm -hmm. Wasn't uh, wasn't there a movie with John Leguizamo where he played a clown, an mm -hmm. evil clown? So th apparently, this stuff has been spreading. And then now, of course, because we live in the modern age, people are aping the behavior of these supposed killer clowns that don't really exist. Mm. So people are dressing up in clown outfits and going out and terrorizing their neighborhoods. So the tis, tis the season too, because it's approaching Halloween. Well, right. But and and I love Halloween. And I love it I love Halloween to be really dangerous. Like I put mm -hmm. I put glass shards in the candy, you know, just so, and I have I have Lyle. lots of it outside. Lyle. No, I don't, I don't. And okay. by the way, and by the way, there, there never was such thing as like a razor blade in a in an apple. That never, that's complete myth. Um, there are no killer clowns, as far as we know. Um, but you should still be afraid if someone knocks on your door with a bozo outfit on. You should mm -hmm. think twice about giving them candy, unless it. Of course, it has glass shards or a razor blade in it, um, but but I think that uh, I think the whole thing is is really a trumped up. Oh, did I say it? Uh, trumped yeah. up um, <laughs> um, uh, story. What do you think about it? I don't have know you what seen to any think. killer clowns in your neighborhood? No, no, I just hear people talking oh, about clowns. I said, well, "What are you talking? About? What's going on?" Oh, the movie was Spawn, right? That was the movie where John Leguizamo played the clown. Maybe Spawn, I think it wasn't yeah, Spawn. yeah, okay, yeah. No, the, the, I mean, 
listen, I mean, if I was going to rob a bank, I mean, a clown outfit would look really good. Or if I was going to rob Kim Kardashian, ah, full a, circle. Clown, a clown outfit would be good. But clown outfits are a little bit unwieldy for robberies or other kinds of mayhem because you have to wear the big shoes. The shoes. And the shoes yeah, suck. The man. shoes you are tough for the getaway. You can't run in those shoes. <laughs> and then you ruin your outfit, right? And then if, yeah, I mean, if, you if have you're a hiding whole... behind a building, well, you're, you're going to squeak that horn. Well, and think about it. If you're wearing an entire clown outfit, I mean, total clown, right? And then you've yeah. got, like, running shoes on? It sucks. <laughs> you're, 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 not, you're no longer a clown. You're, well, you're a clown. Hey. You're a clown of a different type, but you're not really a clown. Hey, do you dress up for Halloween? Um, No. I, I, I don't think I've ever... Well, I mean... I remember when I was a kid, the hobo thing was what you did, right? Yeah. Because you didn't have to put But you won't dress it. up with your daughter? Um, no, I haven't done that. Um, okay. I know people who do, um, but I think my daughter would be embarrassed if I did anything like that, so I just <laughs> kind of stay away from it. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd be interested to see what you bring to the table on Halloween. Bring to the table? Um, like it, for your, your costume game. Well, you know, I don't really do the costume thing, but I do do the decoration thing. Okay. So, I mean, I'll buy like five pumpkins and go to town on them, you know? <laughs> and um, the only problem I have is that, and probably people can relate to this, when you have to take your kid out for trick-or-treating, that means that you're not home when yeah. people are trick-or-treating at your house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so what you do is, the stupid thing is you leave a bowl of candy out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell everybody out there right now, if you show up at my house and you pour that entire bag of candy, in, uh, entire bowl of candy into your bag, I'm coming for you, man. And if you're wearing a cl- I'm going to be wearing a clown outfit. I'm going to have the shoes and everything. You've been warned. You've been warned. <laughs> so for Lyle Presler, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yins later. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has just left the building.